Welcome to Friends and Daggers, the daily vlogcast that opens up the scriptures and helps us understand the person and the work of Jesus. Now, the triune God, he is a, a God who makes promises. He makes those promises and he keeps those promises in Jesus. And the triune God, you could say, foretells. He says something is going to happen. And he is the one who makes it, uh, as the scriptures say, come to pass or fulfills that promise. So the message of the prophets uh, all throughout the Old Testament is to a rebellious people, a people who have forsaken the covenant with, with God, the God who brought them out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, and they're forever in their hearts wanting to go back to that slavery. And so the prophets will say, you have forsaken the covenant. This is why this is happening to you. Repent, receive the promises of Christ, the promised Messiah, rejoice. And then the people again, you know, wander off. They rebel. And the prophets come again and say, repent, receive, um, rejoice, and repeat. So the prophets do this in a diff- number of different ways. They foretell. They speak right into the situation of that moment. And the people are saying, why is this happening? And the, and the prophets say, this is why. And you have broken the covenant. They foretell. And probably this is the one that we think of most often when we think of the prophets, that they are speaking of a promise in the future that God himself has made and God will keep in the person of Messiah, in the person of Jesus. So foretelling, foretelling, it's always, again, pointing to the reality, the fulfillment in in Jesus. You have, but one day God will. Now, we see this clearly uh, traced out in the Gospel of Matthew. You could say the Gospel of Matthew, one of the key words is fulfilled. Or another way to think about it is filled to the full. Like, you know, the Old Testament is this great big funnel, and all of the promises are poured into that funnel, and then they are concentrated, and we see them um, filled to the full in, uh, in the ministry of Jesus, in his death and his resurrection. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, Jesus says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. So if you read the Gospel of Matthew, you can trace this this fulfillment, a foretelling by the prophets that has come to pass. And Matthew specifically will, will reference this in a phrase like, All this took place to fulfill. So in Matthew chapter 1, the promise is spoken in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, that one day Messiah will come, the virgin will give birth uh, to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Well, Matthew chapter 1, the angel comes to, to Joseph and says, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. She's going to give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And then Matthew writes, Matthew chapter 1, verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. And again, quoting Isaiah 7, 14, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So the story continues with this uh, this holy fam- family fleeing 
from King Herod and uh, going into Egypt and staying there until the threat is over. Matthew records even that as a fulfillment of a promise, a fulfillment of what the prophet Hosea had said, Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. Matthew chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. So he, Joseph, got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt I have called my my son. In Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through, uh, 1 through 2, it speaks of this, this people who are living in darkness have seen a great light. Well, as Jesus begins his ministry, Matthew chapter 4 says that leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area area of Zebulun and Naphtali. To fulfill, verse 14 it says, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah, land of Zebulun and Naphtali, the way to the sea along the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And from that time, the text says, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Again, Jesus is the prophet. So his message is really no different than the prophets. Repent. Stop it. Um, acknowledge your sin. Uh, be uh, broken in heart about it. And then receive my works the forgiveness of sins, and rejoice in that. So the message of Jesus sounds very similar, right, to the prophets, because he is the prophet. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Matthew chapter 12, verses 17 through 21 says, This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 42, verses 1 through 4. Here is my servant, whom I have chosen, the one I love, in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break. A smoldering wick he will not stuff, snuff out. Even the method of Jesus teaching in parables, Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, reference this idea of the people hearing but not understanding. So in the parable of uh, the sower who sows seed, Matthew chapter 13, Jesus says, This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not understand. And uh, it says that same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake and and taught them these parables. And he says, In them uh, is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. They'll be ever hearing. Ever hearing, but never understanding ever seeing but never perceiving, this people's heart has become callous. Matthew chapter 13, verses 34 through 35, Jesus continues and says, He spoke to them in all these parables. So was fulfilled what was spoken through the prophets. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. The entry of Jesus into Jerusalem on the day that we know as Palm Sunday, that's a fulfillment of Zechariah 9, verse 9. Say to the daughter of Zion, See, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Even in the Passion Week, 
Jesus is in the garden and and uh, his captors are going to come and take him to the ruling body where he'll be um, beaten and uh, also crucified. And Peter takes out his sword to protect Jesus. What does Jesus say? Matthew 26, verses 52 and following. He says, put your sword back in its place. For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think that I cannot call my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legion of angels? But then verse 54 says, but how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? It must happen in this way. All this is taking place, Jesus says, that the writings of the the prophets might be fulfilled. He even speaks of uh, Judas. Matthew chapter 27, verses 8 through 10 says, This is why it has been called the field of blood to this day, the place where, where Judas died. It was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. They took the 30 silver coins, the price set on him by the people of Israel, and they used them to buy the potter's field as the Lord commanded. So foretold in words and promises, the triune God is forever making promises, keeping promises, saying, you know, one day, he's telling his people, one day Messiah will come and he makes it come to pass. The Gospel of Matthew again, do not think that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. It's always the good news. One day, God sent his son into the world, a fulfillment of all of the promises, all of the covenants, the seed of Abraham, the son of David, the perfect one, the one who made atonement for the sins of the world and now gives to us all of his righteousness. He gives to us the forgiveness of sins.